Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the podcast. And as you know, here at Unpacking It Ministries, we love putting together the the Unpacking It podcast and, and interviewing some awesome guests. And hopefully you've subscribed to the weekday email devotional that we call Unpack This. Uh, if you haven't, you can subscribe on unpackingit.com. But we also do events, and we are fired up for June 20th, Man Up Charlotte. It's a virtual conference, and even if you're a listener anywhere, I encourage you to check out manupcharlotte.org, and and you can register to be a part of what should be a really powerful and inspiring day. And so I've got the opportunity to, to interview former Panthers players Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert. Uh, we'll also hear from a, a previous podcast guest, Derwin Gray. He's the keynote speaker. And, and so you can find out all the information about Man Up on manupcharlotte.org. And Unpacking It is playing a, a role and, and has been a part of the leadership team to put this uh, event on. And, and so we've partnered with other ministries and churches in Charlotte to, to, to make this event available to you. Uh, This year, virtually, uh, with everything going on. So today on the podcast, we are going to share the audio version of a a video interview that I did with Cody Sensabaugh as as he's one of our bonus speakers for Man Up Charlotte. And so in order to get the the video version of Cody, but also uh, I think we got 10 or so other videos as well, uh, plus all the breakout videos, uh, again, you can go to manupcharlotte.org to register, uh, so you'll get all of that bonus content. But today, I thought I'd, I'd share the audio with you as a as an Unpacking It podcast listener to, to give you just a little taste of what Man Up is all about and, and hopefully encourage you to be a part of it. Uh, but I think you'll be encouraged by this conversation with Cody today. We, we talk about fatherhood and, and his background and talk a little football and uh he played at Clemson and and so uh he's been in the NFL uh for a while now and has played for multiple teams and multiple coaches and and so uh you'll enjoy hearing some about that today's focus isn't uh necessarily as much on his career as it is on on who he is as a person as a dad and and really his willingness to serve others it's pretty cool it's it's neat to hear what him and his wife have done and continue to do. So, let's jump in. Thanks for checking out this this special edition of the Unpacking It podcast as we feature a bonus interview with Cody Sensabaugh from Man Up Charlotte. 
intriguing guests, and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're excited to, to welcome on uh, Cody Sensabaugh. He's, he's a husband. He's a father of two. He's played eight years in the NFL after being drafted by the Titans. He spent time with the Steelers, the Rams, the Giants, Broncos, and Redskins. He grew up in Tennessee, but he now lives in Charlotte. And he also played his college football at Clemson. And uh, I'm wearing, my, I guess, my Clemson uh, shirt today. But, Cody, <laughs> thanks so much for being a part of Man Up. How are you? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're psyched to have you. And, and I guess first up, as I kind of read your bio and, and, and realize, all right, you've never played with the Panthers, but here you and your wife have decided to make Charlotte your home. So, so why is that? How'd you decide to do that? Uh, we basically made Charlotte our home because my wife is from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm from Kingsport, Tennessee. So we spent our first four years in the NFL in Nashville, and that was that was a nice city, but it was kind of further from both families. So once we had our uh, our oldest child, our son, we wanted to be closer to family, and but we also wanted to be in a big city that had like an airport where we could get everywhere we needed to with a direct flight. So Charlotte just made sense, and we uh, purchased our we purchased our second home here. We had a vacation rental before this, but uh, we purchased like our first real real home that we lived in. And we loved it, and we've been here ever since. But it was mainly to be closer to family, and it's kind of an in-between point for both families. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so we're going to talk about your involvement in the city and, and not only making it your hometown, but wanting it to, to be a place that, that you and your, your family are, are serving and, and engaging in, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but I want to talk just a little NFL first, and, and specifically as we're, we're talking to the, the men of Charlotte today, you know, one of the, the topics which is always great to, to, to speak to men about is, is leadership. And, and to me, when I, when I think of leadership in the NFL, I think of you know, coaches and, and key players in, in the locker room. And so throughout your journey in the NFL, you've played for multiple teams, multiple coaches, have been around you know, a lot of great players. What, what has your experience in the NFL taught you about leadership? And, and what would you say makes a great leader? The NFL has taught me involving leadership that you have to, one, listen to others. Mm. Um, You have to believe in what you believe in, but you have to be able to work with others. And that a lot of that involves listening. And you have to say what you mean and mean what you say, and you have to walk the walk. Like, you can't just talk a good game. Like, your actions have to align with what you're saying because people can see through when you're being phony or you're being fake. So it's all about the action involved in it and, I've got a chance to be around a lot of great leaders, whether it be coaches, uh, GMs, players, people in the cafeteria, like, you know, all types of great leaders. So I don't think leadership can be, you know, pinpointed to just one position or Mm. one, um, whether you're a superstar or you're a practice squad player, you know, leadership comes in different forms. So I've got to experience a lot of great leadership throughout my time so far in the NFL. And how has even kind of watching other leaders affected your own leadership as a as a player and even in other areas of life too? Uh, you know, you just you see certain guys do things a certain way, and you see the results they get, and then you like, man, I like I like what that looks like, you know. And uh, sometimes the results don't always follow, but as long as you're a man of integrity and you stand ten toes down and 
you represent something, you know, people will follow you as long as you're doing the right things. I've never heard that. Ten toes down. I like that. Stay, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I mean staying grounded. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like so. that. Very cool. Well, uh, another uh, kind of aspect of, of leadership, too, is your your father growing up. And so let, let's talk uh, fatherhood today, as that's a, a big part of Man Up as well. How, how did your dad impact your life and, and maybe continues to do? Oh, man, my dad impacted my life in a huge way. Um, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, he basically, he taught me everything I knew about sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, whatever it is. And he was basically that that rock that I knew if I went out and did things with my friends, like I had to come home at some point and answer to somebody. And it was discipline and it was structure. And it was somewhat of a fear of not letting him down my mother of course too but my father more so because he was the strict one but he was also the fun one you know what i'm saying if that Mm. makes sense and a lot of my friends that i grew up with that had just as much talent as me they didn't have the structure and the firm force at home that i had so that's what kind of kept me in line and kept me on the straight path and without him no telling where i would have ended up Wow. So, so yeah, what did you learn about that, that, that discipline and the proper fear along with love and fun and, and kind of how those go hand in hand? It's, it's every, it's everything, man. Like a father's needed in the home, especially in the black home, you know, mm. when, when the father's going a lot of chaos and so it's like, there can be chaos with the father there, but it's more chaos when the father's not there. And, you know, kudos to the, the mothers that are raising young men without a father in the home. That's a, even tougher job that I couldn't even imagine, you know, but, um, the father figure is huge, man. It's huge. Well, so now you've stepped into that role yourself. You've got two young kids from, from what I understand. And so yes, sir. How, how has becoming a dad changed your life and, and changed your, your perspective even? It's changed my life because you have to watch everything you say and do. Like I always had to do that as an athlete being where that was on being a high school star, being a college star, being in the NFL currently. I always had to like kind of be politically correct and watch my actions, but with your kids more so because they, your kids are like looking at a mirror of yourself. They're going to do what they see. They're going to say what they hear. So you have to really be aware at all times around them because they watch and they see everything. And my kids are only my son is about our son is about to turn three and our daughter's only one, but they are mm. very smart and they're smarter than you give them credit for at that young of an age, if that makes sense. So you have to really be aware of the actions you're putting out and the words you're putting out because they catch on to everything, man. And they don't they don't it, it doesn't come from nowhere. Like it comes from who they're around the most and they're around us the most. So it's just more of a responsibility and just forces you to be on your game more. <laughs> no question about it. Well, you don't get you don't get a day off as a parent. You know what I'm saying? No, and and I'm I'm a, a new dad myself. Uh, Congratulations, my, my so daughter. Do- you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I, I was explaining to a friend who's about to have a a baby here soon, and you just can't believe how your free time it's gone. I mean, like you said, you're always on. I mean, you just, you can't turn it off. You can't, there's no down, down days. That's, that's for sure. So it's, and even when, even when they're with a babysitter, like you still worry about them and you're still thinking about them. So like once, once that child comes into this world, it's a never ending, it's a never ending thing. It's, it's never ending joy and never ending uh, responsibility. That's for sure. 
Well, well, thousand percent. <laughs> along those lines, is there maybe a a word of wisdom that that you learned or someone even told you before or, uh, while you've you've been a dad that that might be an encouragement to dads listening today? Just a a nugget that you've really cling to or or uh, stood on as in regards to fatherhood. I would say don't be afraid or nervous of becoming a father. Cause growing mm. up, I was the youngest of three siblings. Mm. So I never grew up changing diaper, diapers. I never grew up babysitting. So like my kids were really like my first experience with all of that, but you just got to take your head on and you got to face it. Like you're never, you're never ready for something like that. Like nothing can prepare you mm. for becoming a father. You just have to, you just have to do it. Basically like getting married, like nothing can prepare you to be a husband besides getting married and you just have to do it. And, you just got to face it head on, you know, so that's that's what I would say for anybody out there. I, I think that's great because I, I think a lot of people, yeah, may hold back or, or, or wait thinking like, all right, I got to get to a certain level or whatever. And, exactly. And, and sometimes there's some wisdom in that. And, and maybe there are some reasons to, to, to wait here and there. But uh, but yeah, you just got to go. You got to go for it. You got to you just got to You just got to do it, man, because nothing can. I mean, growing up, I was always an athlete. You know, I'm still an athlete to this day. So I thought I understood time management until mm. I had kids. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it gives you a whole different definition of time management and like resting when you get the chance and getting stuff done when you get the chance. But you also have to give them attention and be present with them. So it's just a whole new, whole new definition. That's right. Because, yeah, I, I probably thought it at certain times like, man, I just I got to slow down first or I've got to. Uh, take some things out of my schedule before I could even open that up for a child. But it really, you got to have the child and then it will force you to start eliminating of some of the extra stuff and, and things exactly. that uh, you And you'll notice how all. much time you waste on stuff that, that really you can let go. That's right. You know, being, being completely honest, you know, before you have kids, some of those things seem so important and seem so relevant. And then they're really not once, because it gives you a different perspective on life because it's a little human being depending on you for everything. You know, besides their mother, if they if, if you're if their mother's nursing, that's right. You know what I'm saying? You yep. really can't help with that. But you can just kind of give more support and give massages and all that good stuff. <laughs> that's right. Be, being there for <laughs> sure. Well, uh, man, so you met, you mentioned uh, marriage and, and, and your wife uh, is very uh, you guys are very connected. And, and even in setting this up, the two of you are on the same page and it's cool to to see. And. I want to go back to even when you guys got married, you've had this mentality of serving, giving back, putting others ahead of yourself. So why don't you kind of share the story of what you decided to do for your honeymoon and how that really got your marriage started in a great way? Yeah, so back when we were in college, we were just dating at the time. But my wife went on a couple mission trips in college, and she was always – wanting me to come but me having a different major and being involved in football it never it never worked out where I could join her so um for the honeymoon we was talking about what we wanted to do and we threw out a couple different ideas more so me places we had never been and whatnot and she was like why don't we do a mission trip get people to instead of giving us wedding gifts get people to donate to the cause and we bring some family and friends along and I'm like man that's a dope idea like I'm all for that so uh, it was basically all her idea. We didn't expect it to like get as much coverage and become as big as it did, but God works in mysterious ways. He just aligned it for us, and um, it became a huge thing, and it was something that we did maybe 
three out of the next four years. Mm. And um, it's been great. We went to, we started out with the DR, then we went to Haiti, then we went to Puerto Rico. So it's been awesome. And um, you can really find yourself in giving to others and putting a smile on others' face, man. Because we're so, especially here in America, we're so blessed. And um, myself, especially, I think sometimes we can tend to not be thankful for the small things, whether it's being able to wake up and put your feet on the ground, uh, having a pillow to lay your head on, having shoes to put on your feet, having eggs to cook for breakfast every mm. morning, having a, you know, having a stove to cook it on. You know, I think we forget some of those little things that we're so blessed and should be so thankful for, but it becomes routine and it becomes second nature that getting out of that comfort zone and going somewhere else where someone doesn't have those luxuries kind of puts things in perspective. So when you do come back to your daily norm, you're that much more grateful and you'll just be surprised how that changes your life for the better personally. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And that's such an encouragement. And, and I think, you know, a lot of times we were aware of the need to serve our wives and, and have that mentality of, okay, how, how can we serve our wives? How can we serve our families? Which is great. So I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying what, what's interesting to, to hear from you is this idea of serving with our wives can, sure. can you know is, is a a wonderful gift and so what have you experienced just from a marriage standpoint and how that strengthened your own marriage because you've served others together i think it just shows us a more vulnerable side of each other mm. uh, i think it brings forth more intimacy more commitment and uh more understanding because it's an experience that you go through together and it's something that you know, you can bring back up at a later date, like, remember when this happened or remember when that happened. Like, there's still there's still times at night we'll just be talking and we'll reference something that happened on one of the mission trips or something we've seen, you know, with one of the kids or one of the parents or traveling there. Like, I remember um, I remember one year something happened with the shoe transportation and somebody at the airlines basically, like, broke all the rules to get all of the shoes that we were taking to the foreign country to hand out you know what i'm saying so just stuff like that so it's a it's so many people involved that made this thing go we get a lot of credit for it but it's so many people behind the scenes that you know make it become what it is and it's just that's a powerful thing man that's more so than anything it teaches you unity like yeah and that's what that's what this world needs where we're at right now you know we need to listen to each other we need to be um attentive and you know we got to be unified amen i'm right there with you for sure well, so uh, part of that is is you and your wife's heart for Charlotte and, and, and putting your roots here and raising your family here, but, but also wanting to, to serve the community. So mm-hmm. what, what are, I guess, first off, what is the mentality behind that? And then what has that, that led you to, to, to do and, and get involved uh, specifically here in Charlotte? I think it comes from our upbringing. My wife, she was raised by her mother and her grandparents, and they always instilled giving Mm. in her heart and my my grandmother especially and my parents always instilled that and you know when you're blessed it's just it's a different feeling to bless somebody else you know it just brings a different a different joy a different energy to do something for somebody else and make their day than to go out and do something for yourself like buy yourself something nice and then 30 minutes later you're you're over that high of that new object so it's it's just about making this world a better place, man. And at the end of the day, like Cody Sensible is not going to be remembered for how many interceptions he had, 
how many pass deflections he had, how many tackles he had, because at some point there's going to come somebody after me that wears the same number, that plays for the same team, that probably plays the same position. They could be better than me or not better than me, but that's a never-ending cycle. People are going to remember you for how you treated them and the impact you made in their life and the legacy and the footprint that you left behind you, whether or not you left something better after you left than before when you found it. So that's just been my life mission, just trying to make a difference in this world and bring positive impact and change. Man, well, we're we're glad that, that you're here in Charlotte doing that. And, and Charlotte is and Charlotte is a beautiful city, you know. Being here, the last, I think we came here in 2017, so it's kind of, I'm not gonna say it's difficult, but it's a little bit harder because, like you said, I've never played for the Panthers. So however many months out the season, out the year, whether it's off-season workouts, training camp, season playoffs, you know, I'm missing a lot of time here in Charlotte. Mm. So. Anytime I get here in the off season and really get to sit here and be grounded, it's always a blessing to go new places, meet new people, and just really continue to build. Which is awesome, and and you've already uh, been able to to get tapped in with with Neighborhood Hope, one of our our partners here at Man Up, which is awesome. You and you and your wife are, are both getting plugged in, and so we're we're encouraging the the men of Charlotte to to get plugged into either Neighborhood Hope or the Harvest Center or a number of other wonderful ministries here in Charlotte. And, and specifically, the, the, the issue that, that we've wanted to, to bring awareness to and ultimately tackle here in our city is the fatherless issue. And it's such an important issue. It's a, it's a problem that needs to be identified and, and for the, the men and leaders of this city to recognize that we can do something about it, that it takes personal action and it takes you know a willingness to link arms with other even buddies and and with your wife to say okay what can we do what are some practical ways we can take those steps to to make a difference and so i would just love to maybe even hear just your perspective on reaching the fatherless and 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 your heart uh toward that and 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 even what you've experienced whether it's growing up or, or people that you know or, or even the, the people that you've already started to, to, to work with that, that could be just uh, just an added encouragement to, to the men here at Man Up. Man, having a father figure in your life is so important, whether you're, a, whether you're a male or a female. I feel as a male, you know, I kind of told you my upbringing earlier, but to take it even further, like as a young male, having a father figure show you the right way to do things, showing you how to treat a wife, showing you how to take care of the household, showing you how to get his hands dirty in the community, like that motivates young kids. You know what I'm saying? Like we need that as young men growing up in this world to make the world a better place. You know, as a young woman, you need a father to show you how you need to be treated first by showing you how he treats your mother, you know, so you're not out here chasing the wrong guys for the wrong thing because you didn't get love at home as a young, as a young as a young lady, you know, so just, just stuff like that, man. I, I think sometimes fathers can forget how much of an important role we play. You know, obviously the women are the the carriers and the nurturers and all that, but you also need that other aspect that fathers bring in. Mm. So, man, it's just, it's what our world, it's what our world needs, you know, with, with more fathers in the picture, it makes the world a better place. Just point blank period. There's no, there's no arguing. There's no question about it. That's the truth. That's the reality, and and that's why we're so passionate about it uh, here at Man Up, and and just wanting to, you know, build ourselves up and encourage one another in in our own, you know, families and and homes, but but then to 
take that step to say, okay, identifying who, who are the, the people that need a father figure? How can I mentor right. others? How can I step in and fill in the gap? And, and so it's so crucial. And so, and you'll be yeah. surprised how many young, young males in this world, if they just had a, a male figure to look up to, that's not, I mean, they can be on TV, like they can be an athlete and that's cool. But like somebody in the physical form oh, to yeah. put their arms around them, to tell them it's okay as a man to say, I love you as a man to say, it's okay to cry as a man to say, it's okay to be vulnerable, but still handles his masculine duties. Like how huge that is for a young man in the society, man, it can, it can move mountains. You know what I'm saying? It's a game like, changer. It's a game. It's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. Cause we're, we're growing, we're, we're taught growing up not to be vulnerable, not to, not to express yourselves. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why the mental state of America with all the mental health issues is the way it is, especially in men, because we've been taught to be tough and there's nothing wrong with being tough, but there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. Like you can still be tough and be vulnerable. You know, you can yeah. still be tough and say, I love you. And I think that's a huge misconception that over the years somewhere got, got lost in the, the universe somehow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just that, that blend e- e- earlier that we were talking about with, you know, discipline and love going hand in hand. And, and I'm with you, toughness and, and vulnerability and, and recognizing or admitting weakness uh, can, right. can be very valuable. And, and sometimes as men, we're not willing to do that, but it's. Cause as a, as a kid, man, I used to, I used to run around and do wild stuff with my friends, you know what I'm saying? But I still had that, that thought in the back of my head, like, okay, by this time you got to go home because your dad's going to be there waiting on you. And if you're not there by that time, <laughs> it's going to be an issue. And, and you're really not trying to deal with that. And some of my closest friends didn't have that. And that's why they weren't able to achieve some of the things that I achieved because they were just as talented as me, if not better. But that structure and discipline is everything, man. And accountability. It's, it's, and accountability is everything, man. It's, it's, it means it means so much. And I told my dad, like, once I became because, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you don't necessarily realize it. But as you get older and you start maturing, even before I had kids, I just I remember I called him one time and I told him, thank you. And then when I seen him in person the next time, I told him, thank you, because I'm like, that was so huge for me, because without that, like, I'm not where I'm at at this at this moment in time. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 it's, it's special, man. You need that. You need that for sure. Definitely. So, so the more we can uh, be that for our, our kids and, and also fill in the gaps uh, as we can, uh, it's huge because, it, it, like we say, it makes a difference. Well, the, uh, the, the last thing to talk about, and maybe the most important thing, and, well, of course it's the most important thing, but it, it flows through all that we've talked about already, uh, which is your, your faith in Jesus and, and how it's uh, you know, shaped your, your perspective on fatherhood and, and serving and, and marriage and, and all of that. And so uh, would love to just kind of hear just a little bit of, about your faith. And, and I guess specifically, I'll ask you, uh, how does your, your faith impact what it means to man up? Because we, we've talked about manning up and in different areas, and, and the conference is all about man up, uh, manning up. <laughs> and and so, right. so, but ultimately, we, we go back to, hey, it's on the, the foundation of Jesus and, and that's what motivates us, and that's what gives us the heart, the passion, the power uh, to go out and do it. So what, what would your uh, kind of thoughts, and what can you share with the men today just about your own faith? Um, man, okay, so basically, like uh, 
most young, young black men in the South. I was raised in the church going every Sunday with my grandmother. Um, a lot of long services, a lot of singing, a lot of preaching, a lot of dancing. Awesome. You know, that built my foundation. You know, I went off to college and kind of got away from it a little bit because you're on your own. You have a little freedom. So then, you know, you start you start achieving things and you start reaching dreams that you set for yourself. And, you know, you feel like something's missing. So you have to get back to your core because you realize that false affirmation that you're seeking from these outside sources really is an affirmation that is long lasting. It's, it's a snap and then it's gone. So um, just continuing to seek knowledge and seek wisdom and instill that in my kids and, you know, help my wife with that. I feel like we're very strong partners in that. We hold each other accountable and um, just keeping God first. And I would say my faith has taught me that manning up means being a man of righteousness, being a man of dignity. Mm. And those are things that only you can answer. And that's what I think is so awesome about that self because, you know, like people can look at me all the time and say, Cody Sensabaugh is this awesome person because he does this. Um, he plays in the NFL. He uh, married his college sweetheart. He um, helps in the community. He does a free youth football camp back at home. All this great stuff. But the righteousness and dignity, only you can look in the mirror Mm. and answer that for yourself and i think that's i think that's more important than anything because once you reach that level i feel you walk with a different confidence and it's not an arrogance but it's like a it's just a different beat to your step when you know deep down inside you can look in the mirror and say who you are and know it's the truth mm. you know what i'm saying oh character and integrity it, and that's it's, it's everything because we live in a society where you know we're looking especially with the social media, you know, we're looking for affirmation from outside sources and it's really, it's really not important in the big scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? The, the affirmation you really want is what's in your household. Like, does your wife, does your wife say you're that person that you want to be? Does your kids see you as that person that you want to be? You know what I'm saying? That's right, and we can't do it in our own strength, and it's that, that pursuit of, of Jesus, and, and as we pursue him, and, and, and like you say, as we, as we seek that, that, that wisdom rooted in truth and rooted in God's Word, then we, we change. Our character changes, and, and our integrity becomes more, uh, yeah, just secure, and, and we are who we, we say we, we, you know, as we want to come across, um, but our heart is really changed and and so absolutely um so that's what yeah that's what it's all about and so yeah when we we man up and truly truly change allow god to change us from the inside out that's the key because if all we're changing is outside stuff but our heart isn't changed that that stuff becomes hollow and it's going um, it's going to eat you alive yeah (laughs) you know it's only it's only so long you can maintain and keep that up it's going to be a it's going to be a heavy weight on your shoulder that's why you know you see you see so many people in so many positions that look like they have the perfect life Mm. you know they look like they have everything going for them and deep down they're as unhappy as the person staying on the corner that lives in a box you know what i'm saying like and that's where the gratitude and the humility and all that stuff comes in like and that just goes to show you that like having things, having possessions, having a nice car, having a job that's on TV that everybody can shout your name like that's not what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff is cool. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the end all be all because 
you know, when we leave this earth, you can't take none of that with you. No. You know, you don't get a you don't get a trophy. You don't get a trophy for playing in the NFL for <laughs> ten years. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Like, it's 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 awesome why you're here, but you can't you can't take none of that with you. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll we'll end it on on that note and and thinking about okay, what what really matters and and so of course it's our uh, walk with Jesus and 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 how is that empowering us and changing us to then take those steps to serve others to to be a part of of the community to be a part of change to be a part of the solution and and we've got to do it linking arms together like you mentioned earlier being unified and and I love the the, the conversation about you know serving with our wives and having that mentality what are we doing as a family to to serve others to be about others how are we teaching our kids to think about others and and not just being takers either uh, but to, to really kids be are, givers. I mean, you have a child. Kids are naturally selfish, you know. I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. we all are. That's how we come into this world. You That's know, right. we come in this world naturally selfish. So it's kind of a rewiring and a reteaching. And it's something that you have to do constantly to get better at it, like anything. You know, if you want to become a better speaker, you have to speak more. You have to write. You know, you have to do these types of things. In order to become a better giver, you have to give more. You know, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to do things that are somewhat uncomfortable. You have to go places you may not whatever want to live or never want to go to, but you have to, you have to go to those spaces to become better at it. Kind of got to lean over the edge a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take those, those steps of faith for sure. And uh, yeah, go, go uh, take action. I think that's our, our theme is take, take, take action. And everybody, everybody can help no matter what your position or your platform, like we all can do something for the betterment of this world and this society, no matter how much money you have or don't have, you know, even if it's just giving your time, like that's, I think that's the biggest action thing. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, it doesn't have to be either or, or one's better than the other. It's just giving of right. what, what you're capable of giving, giving, giving of what you're capable of giving because everybody's schedule and everybody, everybody's life is different. Yep. Different seasons. And, and yeah, I think that's one of the saddest things is when we start judging others off of how they give back. Mm. As long as your heart's in the right place, that's all anybody can ask for. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 all you can ask for, whether it be time, money, resources, whatever it, whatever it may be. Any way you can help for the betterment of society, applaud you. That's right. Goes goes back to the heart, heart of it, heart of it all. So, Cody, man, really appreciate you uh, joining me and and joining the the men of of Man Up, and and appreciate. Uh, the work you're doing in Charlotte, and glad to have you a part of the community. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to to staying connected. But but thanks so much for being a part of this this man up bonus video today. Make sure you check out the rest of the the videos, men, uh, on manupcharlotte.org. And and we really appreciate all of the support. And if you uh, want to to stay connected with us, you can find us on on Facebook. Uh, just search Man Up Charlotte, and and hope, hopefully we can stay connected there as well he's cody sensabaugh i'm bryce johnson and as i end each unpacking it podcast i remind you that i'm a sports fan who follows jesus i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin he was resurrected and through faith i have been saved by his grace i hope that is true for you as well and i hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow jesus together have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. 
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackinit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.